Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. I'm Liz. And the Eagles are in the playoffs, even though they're not, yeah, they're not going to stand a chance, but they're in the playoffs. You said that last year. I did say that last year. So I, w- I was telling Liz, a little bit of a miniature sports podcast here. I was telling Liz that last year they made it to the playoffs, the Eagles, and like I kept saying every single game, oh, they're going to lose this one. They're going to lose this one. It's been a good run. Even when they got to the Super Bowl, like they're facing the Patriots. Like, okay, yeah. guys, good run, everybody. Now they're about to face the Bears uh, with Nick's, Nate Sudfeld if Nick Foles doesn't come back. Yeah. So it, at this point, it's kind of good night, everybody. Like it, You said that last year. I know. I am not trusting you. I'm just... The Eagles Super Bowl. Don't let them do their thing. I know. I, I'm going to be happy. Like, I'm going to be rooting for them. Oh, of course. But I'm also realistic. <laughs> but that's what you said last year. Exactly. So, Liz, everybody knows how I'm doing because the Eagles are in the... In the playoffs now, and they're playing on my birthday. Yeah. Except I won't be able to watch, to watch them because you're working. Yeah, bummer. But everybody <laughs> knows how I'm doing. Liz, how are you doing? I'm good. I got a fancy camera for Christmas. You did? I Who gave did. you that? My handsome husband. Oh, he sounds really handsome. He is handsome. Oh, that's cool. But what kind of camera? Like, describe it. I got a professional camera so it has interchangeable lenses Mm -hmm. got the canon eos 60d yep okay yep um and it was from both adam and his mom they got me the camera with two lenses i don't remember the sizes yeah um neither do we a battery charger and an extra battery Mm -hmm. and a memory card and a stand and all with a bag with the camera bag. And I was very happy because I wanted a really nice camera for years. And you've been take, taking really good pictures of it. Like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Mostly of Floki. Well, he's my only subject. Yeah. You, you took good uh, skateboarding shots of me. I did. Uh, but the Floki shots are the best ones. Floki shots are adorable. Mm-hmm. Floki is our dog, if you didn't know. We didn't uh, name a hamster Floki. And he got a sweater for Christmas, so he a lot of sweater. the pictures are in the sweater. And oh my gosh, it's just so cute. And I got uh, from my wife. Uh, I got the Duke controller for the Xbox One. So it's uh, it's that Xbox One controller that they revamped uh, from the Duke from the original Xbox. I surprisingly like it. Like I saw yeah. it when it first came out, and Liz knew that I was going to spend my money on it. Like I was just like, it's cool. I don't know if I would buy it though. And then. She went around my back, and uh, but she got it for me for Christmas, and I really appreciate it. I was like, I really wanted to try it. I play now. I have big hands. Keep that in mind. I have big hands, and I play it, and I surprisingly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't play it for like Celeste, yeah, like something that I need speed for because it is kind of like big, and the yeah. buttons are kind of scattered. But I feel like in an RPG, I have way more control mm-hmm. with the Duke, probably because I have big bear claws for hands uh but i i really enjoy it like i yeah. actually like it i don't know if it's worth what, what was it originally 80 dollars something like that 70 80 dollars i don't think it was worth that maybe 40 50 i would yeah. give it even 60 maybe 55 i paid 70 yeah <laughs> but like if you're buying it with your own money i don't know if if it's other than a present like if you're buying it for yourself yeah um, I would buy it for 60 I would buy this mm-hmm. th- for $60. Yeah, and I think that's what you had said before. Like, when we had watched a review of it, you are like, oh, I don't know. And then when you found out it was wired. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's wired only. When you found that out, you are like, oh, I don't know. I was like, I think he'll still enjoy it. Also, I have no other ideas <laughs> of what to get him. So I'm like, so I'm going to get it. And I was actually shocked at how happy he was with his present. He was like, oh, this is great. And he used he even used it for, like, a, like when you played NBA yeah, I got and, NBA 2K19 as well. And I was like, and, and I was like, oh, he's using it. Like, I honestly thought you were only going to use it for a couple, like, nostalgia purposes. Mm-hmm. But you're actually using it on a regular basis, which makes me feel good. No, I, I, I'm definitely feeling much more control with it. Like I said, mm-hmm. like, if I'm, if I'm going to play Celeste or something like that, where it's like, it, it takes a lot of speed and mm-hmm. precision, I, I'm going to use the regular one. But for games like... Uh, Skyrim or or even NBA, mm-hmm. I, I can see myself using that yeah. way more. 
but yeah, it was a good Christmas. It was a really good Christmas. Yeah, it was my, good. my mom was here, so we had some good times. But we hope you enjoyed our Christmas episode. If you didn't and you want to remember what Christmas was, because now we're going to the new year, uh, you can listen to our previous episode for our best Christmas stories of video game times. Yeah. So going into a quick shout out, our friend, Absolute Prodigy, Twitch streamer, is now, we don't have a sound effect for drum rolls yet. Twitch affiliate! Wow. He is now at the status of Twitch affiliate. He finally got invited to, to be at the status. So now you can subscribe to Absolute Prodigy, uh, which is really awesome. Yeah. He's doing amazing stuff. He's going through the Kingdom Hearts series. So if you want to check him out, he streams Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, every Tuesday and Thursday, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. And he just beat Kingdom Hearts 1. So he's going into, not Kingdom Hearts 2, I can't remember what's the next one. In, in like canonical yeah um but yeah he's going through all of them so if you want to check him out absolute prodigy he's an absolute delight did you see what i did there because absolute absolute delight you're just wrong there's a listener who's laughing at me not not with me but at me yeah a lot of you are <laughs> laughing at you dag <laughs> so that brings us to our new segments we've been uh teasing this for a good while uh, because it's a new year and we want to make it a little bit more fresh, right? Uh, we want to give this new segment and get rid of table talk topics by giving you movie minutes. Is movie that what we named it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's... You didn't tell me you were going to point to me. I'm going to point to you every time. <laughs> but yeah, we're calling this movie minutes. We're going to take a miniature podcast for 15 minutes and we're going to talk about a movie we saw. It doesn't have to be a video game movie or um, or anything like nerdy factor, like comic booky. But we just want to see a movie and talk about it and recommend or not recommend uh, a movie we saw. So the timer starts right now. But after I say the title, of the, this is our first time doing this segment. So give us a break. So. We're going to be talking about the movie Vice. This is the new Dick Cheney movie starring Christian Bale, and the timer starts now. So uh, we saw Vice, and we, we were more curious about it. At, at Christmas time, we got some uh, Regal gift cards, and we wanted to go see mm -hmm. a movie with my mom. And we were looking through, and we were in between Vice and something else. Uh, welcome to Marwin. Welcome to Marwin. But I was just really curious of how they were going to tell the story and i was really curious about yeah. christian bale's performance we kind of turned it into an adam birthday celebration by letting him yeah. pick the movie and then we went out to dinner afterwards for his birthday yeah my birthday is this sunday and my mom wouldn't be around for it so she's like well for your birthday i'm like i'm really curious about vice yeah not excited but i was curious yeah um off the bat overall thoughts uh you want to go first like with minor spoilers yeah. very minor but overall thoughts I thought it was good. Mm -hmm. um, I actually learned a lot because we were so young. Like, yeah. during that time, like during um, Bush's presidency, I was, when he was first elected, I think I was maybe six. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I was in, a freshman in high school when Obama went in. So I was still pretty young. I didn't have that much of an idea of politics because I wasn't, I didn't have to mm -hmm. yet. So I learned a lot. About George Bush. Yeah. Um, George no. W. Bush, not HW. Um, yeah. But I learned a lot about him. I honestly didn't really know who Dick Cheney was. I knew the name. Yeah. But I don't I think didn't, anybody did. Yeah, I didn't. I knew the name. But like I said, I was so young. I didn't know anything about. I just knew the name. I had no idea that he was a politician. Yeah. I knew nothing. So when that came out, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And you and I love the um, based on true story movies. Like. The second yeah. we see that in a movie, we're like, we're going to go see it. Yeah, because they're always interesting. <laughs> yeah, we love them. So, that I mean, that was a huge plus. Um, I didn't like the way they went at it. What do you mean by that? The um, point of view they used. Yeah. I didn't like the point of view that they used. It was... In the way of, like, narrative? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, the movie has, like, a narrator. Yeah. 
And I just don't like who the narrator ended up being. Yeah. They made it out to be someone else. And the way they ended it, the person it ended up being, I was like, oh. They teased a bit and it was just kind of disappointing. Yeah, it was a very disappointing plot twist. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was my thing. It was it was a okay movie. Mm-hmm. When I was I was sitting in the theater and while we were watching like the, the previews and all that, I was just uh, Googling uh, Vice reviews so mm-hmm. far. And they were like six, six point fives out of ten, yeah. and everybody was just kind of like mixed on it. Yeah, and uh, we usually end up disagreeing with reviews anyway. Yeah, I I will say overall thoughts. I agree with the reviews. Mm-hmm. I don't agree how there's a lot of people like saying like, oh, this is coming from a, a leftist point of view. Oh, this is coming from a right point of view. Uh, just to give you preference. We're registered Green Party, so yeah. we're so not. We don't care. I don't care. <laughs> like save the trees. <laughs> save the trees, dog. But that's the thing. It's like uh, I don't think, it, like watching it, I I didn't really get a sense. Now we're right in the middle politically. Yeah. I didn't really get a sense of if it was left leaning or if it was right leaning. I think it was just a documentary. You know, it was just doing? talking about how Dick Cheney came into power and how like how he. Turned his life around, and what is happening right now? Whoa, whoa, whoa! What is it? What the dog what is... was eating fabric oh. that he found on the floor. It's... The dog is always entertaining in a in a booth. You were about to pull your headphone box away. Oh, yeah! I was like, "What are you doing?" I have a recap of last week. Pretty much. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Continue. But uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't really get a sense that it was like coming from a leftist or a right. No, honestly, I feel like it just kind of opened my eyes Mm -hmm. to the inside of politics. I think that's really just how it is, how it was. Yeah, it just opens your eyes to politics in general, like you said. Yeah, like I I think, yes, it does point out reasons behind the two different parties. Yeah. I now understand both parties better. Yeah. And yeah, it did help kind of shape my point of view. Mm Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say it was leaning. I think that's really just how it is. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who see that in the real world and some people yeah. who just don't. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, the, the other the other problem I kind of had with it, though, it, my problem wasn't that like, oh, it's coming from a political point of view. If you're conservative, like that wasn't my problem. My problem was as a movie uh, and we watch a lot of movies. Yes, we do. This movie didn't really know what genre it wanted to be. Like, it wanted to be a comedy, it wanted to be a documentary, it wanted to be a biopic, it wanted to be a drama, it mm-hmm. wanted to be action, it mm-hmm. wanted to be a political... It, it kind of, like, flip-flop of what it was trying to do. Yeah. And it was just, like, it wasn't in a way of confusing, it was more in the way of annoying. Like, I wanted it to stick to, this is a comedy biopic. You know, like, to stick to that route. But then it went to drama points, and it went to... um Again, documentary had clips of like documentaries and I don't know. It it just kind of felt to me that he didn't know how to direct this movie. Yeah. And that that was my problem. It just didn't stick to a specific genre. Yeah. And I also a lot of the time in in political movies or things like that, they show clips of the actual thing. Mm hmm. They didn't really do that. No. And that I actually found to be disappointing. Like every time I thought like, oh, they're going to show like his real speech or something like that. And they didn't. And I was like, why not? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like I apparently like those in those types of movies. Like, no, it's it it should be that way. They did to show like Richard Nixon uh, a little bit. They showed. Yeah, they they did show. I think they showed real footage of Mm -hmm. 9-11. But other than that, I mean, they just didn't like. Things that would have been so easy yeah. to get access to. Exactly. It, uh, I just feel like that was a missed opportunity on their part. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, de- it definitely doesn't do well in that, in that part. Um, I will say, though, the, the really good part about this movie was the acting. Yes. The acting, actors. But, I mean, and they chose oh, a phenomenal man. cast, like top rated people. When they had Tyler Perry as Colin Powell, I was just like, I don't know. I was a little off put by that because there's so many other actors. Man. I didn't notice. Tyler Perry as Colin Powell was dead on. It was crazy 
Like, I mean, it was a small part, but I mean, even though it was out of his element, he did really well. Yeah. But like, then I started to think about it. I'm like, who else could have played Colin Powell like that well? And I'm like, like, you, you always want to say Denzel Washington. Like, you always want to say that. But <laughs> he's got other things to do, man. Like, he's got Equalizer 3 to film. Right. But no, Colin Powell was amazing. You didn't even know it was Christian Bale. As Dick Cheney. No, honestly, I keep trying to see his face, and I'm just like, I can't see it. There's certain angles where, like, the camera shot, and yeah. I was like, oh, there's Christian Bale. Did like, he... you could tell um, Steve Carell was Steve Carell. Oh, of course, because he talks. That. I know. And it's Steve Carell. <laughs> he talks, you're like, oh, yeah, that's him. He talks but, I mean, and laughs. And... Yeah, I mean, but he still looked like Steve Carell, but aged. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is what Steve Carell is now. Yeah, but aged more. Yeah, but he played... I mean, you know, he did a great job, yeah. but the makeup artist that did Christian Bale's makeup to make Ooh. him look like Dick Cheney was really, really well. And I think he gained weight, like, for this role. Yeah. Like, he purposely gained Probably. weight. Probably. And then he put on some makeup to, to make it. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Amy Adams was in his film. Oh, she did really good, too. She was amazing. Yeah. Of course. Like, it's just an all-around great cast. Mm-hmm. Um... Now I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, um, our our friend at Playable Characters Podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, Brian. Jason Bateman is not in his film. He thinks that Jason Bateman is like the greatest actor of all time. <laughs> I'm sorry, that goes to Tom Hanks, buddy. Don't at me. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's it was an all around really good cast, and the acting was actually really really mm-hmm. well done. Yeah. Um, but. Would I recommend you going out to the theaters and, like, you, you need to go see this right now? Like, Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I saw Spider-Verse, I took Liz, like, you need to see this movie. Mm-hmm. And we go straight to the theaters. This one, it's just... This one, I would say, if it's still in theaters and you're bored and you want to go see a movie, yeah. it's a good movie to do. But once it's not in theaters, I was actually going to say, I don't think this is one that we feel the need to own. Not on Blu-ray, right now. It's something that I think is good. It's it's good if you're a movie collector. Like, yeah. we're medium-sized collectors. Like, we're only taking what we really, really want. Mm-hmm. But if you just collect movies that are good, this could be added to your collection. But if you're not someone like that, mm-hmm. it's something that is a good catch on TV. Yeah, if it's on Netflix, I... I think it's going to be on, I don't It'll know. Probably, it might be on Netflix. But yeah. even if it's not, like if, say, it's on FX in a few years. Yeah. It's one of those movies that if you're flipping through channels and you're bored, mm-hmm. it's a good It's a good watch. It yeah. is definitely a good watch, just not something I feel the need to own that I think we'll watch on a regular basis. Yeah. I will say the after credits scene was so funny. Like, it was it was, it was really good. They were back in the, um, um, in the, in the focus group. And oh, yeah, like, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, like... It, it breaks the fourth wall. I'm not going to say any more spoilers about it, but the, uh, the, uh, the, I'm sorry. The, the dog has a sweater in his legs or the legs in his sweater, <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those movies where it's like, I agreed with the 6.5s. Like it, it's not yeah. a great movie. It's not, it's just above average. Yeah. Like that's what it is. It's just above average. It's nothing special. And I don't think it really offends anybody. No. It's just it's it's a it's a really good biopic, but there's some It's educational. It's educational, but there's some twists in the movie that are just kind of disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I think that concludes that. Don't yeah. go out to the theaters to watch it. Unless you're bored. Unless you're bored. Like it's all right. So if you want to spend your money on it, it's not bad. Yeah. So it's not a total waste of money. It's no, it's not a total waste of money. Uh I can't think of a movie I saw that this year that is a total waste of money. But we, I but feel like there was one. There has to be one. I know we watched one that we're just... There's just so many that... We I, watched... Well, we watched a movie the other day. Which that one was that? was a waste that? of time. Oh, which we one was that? We didn't pay for it. Oh, which one? Godfather 3. Oh, yeah. No, and, and some people are going to be offended by that, but... We really like the first one. I really like the second one, but the third one, neither of us knew what was going on. Yeah, like, what is happening? Like, the whole time, we just sat there like, what? I think at one point, when you and I both gave up. We just sat on our phones with it in the background. Yeah. And I kept yelling at his daughter, like, no, you cannot marry your cousin. That's so Oh, my weird. God, that was really, really weird. And she was like, I don't understand. Why can't I marry my cousin? What the crap? <laughs> so, go see Vice. Uh, yeah, go go see Vice. Skip Godfather Three. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, 
But yeah, just don't run it to theaters to see it. But if you're bored, if it's on Netflix, it's a good watch. Yeah. It's not a total throwaway. You but... can still even rent it from Red Redbox if you want. Mm-hmm. Rent it from somewhere. Like, it's worth renting. It's worth if you're bored at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. It's just not something I feel the need to own. I don't think anyone really needs to own it unless, like I said, yeah. you're a movie collector. Exactly. All right. Thank you for listening to our first Movie Minutes. And trust us, we're going to do a Movie Minutes on Avengers 4. Like, we say, like, oh, not necessarily comic book movies, but Avengers 4 is definitely yeah, going to be a like, Movie Minutes. Yeah, you know, definitely the ones that are we have to do. Like, we have to. <laughs> not Aquaman. Uh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> but... Uh, that brings us to our announcements. Not really announcements, but just reminders. Uh, we would like to have your thoughts on Vice, or if you're interested in Vice, you can tweet at us at Gaming Groceries. Uh, you can just follow us there because we love you, we value you, we like talking to you. Yeah. Exactly. At Gaming Groceries, uh, follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. And if you're listening to us on iOS, Spotify, iHeartRadio, be sure to give us a solid rating, uh, your honest feedback, because the more ratings we get, the more attention we'll get on the front pages, and the more attention we get from <laughs> Anchor. Anchor, come on now. Put us on the featured page. You know you want to put us on featured, buddy. Come on now. You can do it. <laughs> Just it's a click. But we, we appreciate all your honest feedback. And just to announce to you, we are going into the top three gaming news. That wasn't really announced because everybody knows what's happening at this point. So we're going to go into top three gaming news. And then we're going to go into our big topic, which is video game movies, whether or not they work or not. So stick around for that. But let's get right into it. Number one is another Fallout 76 bullcrap. Fallout 76 bullcrap. Fallout 76, or actually just Bethesda, going in with silver screen bottling, ripped off players by selling $80 rum in plastic bottles. Oh, yeah. So this new Fallout rum called Nuka Dark is a rum that they put out. It was $80, but everybody just wanted this really special edition bottle. Yeah. It, it, it looked at least like it was an aluminum bottle, really nice collector's edition. Uh, it was shaped like Nuka-Cola bottles, but it was uh, it was a dark black with a very minimalist label. Mm-hmm. It looked really cool. But delay after delay after delay of shipping came out, and nobody had any answers. They're just saying, like, well, I pre-ordered this, and it's still not coming out. Where's my Nuka-Dark? And so Bethesda finally puts out like, oh, well, it didn't really meet up to Fallout standards. Yeah, like everything else they put out. I know, right? Like, what are you talking about Fallout standards? Clearly Fallout standards are very, very low. Yeah. (laughs) I have heard the game got better. I'm just playing better games at this point. Um, But they said, like, we're going to be shipping out pretty soon. Then they put out a video. I believe it was Silver Screen Bottling, a company that put out a video of the new bottles going out and lo and behold it's just regular rum just standard rum in glass bottles with a very cheap label that are encased in a plastic nuka dark bottle it was plastic in two pieces that just snapped together it just snapped together so and when this, you open it, it looks like it's in that bottle. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's in a glass bottle underneath. And this is $80. Now. Couldn't even spring for real aluminum. Yeah, it was just plastic. Now, here's the thing. I, I'm a whiskey drinker. I don't really like rum. But the really good whiskeys are $80. Yeah. The whiskey I really like is Wyoming whiskey. And that's 35 Yeah. And I And I really like Wyoming whiskey. The $80 ones are the ones who are just like, woo, that's yeah. fresh. You yeah, know? I mean, I can't imagine what $80 rum tastes like. I think the rum I drink is like 20 bucks. Yeah, it's probably 20 bucks. <laughs> but that's the thing. For $80, you're expecting at least a good rum, but it's just a standard rum. Yeah. From what I'm hearing, I didn't buy it. Yeah. Uh, but from the reviews I've seen on YouTube, uh, it's just standard rum. 
and the bottle is just this cheap plastic. So if if the rum was a forty dollar, let's be generous and say the rum was a forty dollar rum, mm -hmm. you would expect a really good collector's bottle for the other forty dollars. Mm -hmm. And it's not. It's just this cheap plastic. Yeah. And people have opened up this bottle and tried to pour it, and it just like spills everywhere. Oh, it's disgusting. But once again, Bethesda is just screwing up with these PR blunders. And people keep defending them. Like, it's just like, well, we should be grateful that there's a game coming out. They should be grateful. No. No, we no, shouldn't. No, people paid for a product. Yeah, they they might be happy with the game, but they still paid for other products. Yeah. like Other than the game. The game's not that good, and none of the products are that good. Exactly. It's The, the game was garbage at release. I haven't played it in a long time, but I guarantee you it's still garbage. I don't care. Don't at me. But the game is garbage. The canvas bags were garbage. This Nuka rum is garbage. Everything that they're putting out, except for my Fallout 76 t-shirt, that's an amazing shirt. Everything is just pure garbage about this mm -hmm. game. And you just have to wonder, what happened with Bethesda? I, I've been wondering that for a while. It's, it's, it's just, like, infuriating at times yeah. to think about it, that... It just goes to show where their minds are. Mm -hmm. Now, they did apologize, and I'm going to be getting this, uh, with, <laughs> get this, we get Fallout 1, 2, and Tactics for free. Yay. Now, I did tweet out, like, oh, dope. You know, like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, it's pretty cool. I appreciate that. Um, I don't have them on PC. I'm excited to play through them again. Uh, but it's just, like great thanks for these but that's not fixing the things they've done yeah I, I they're over 10 years old at this point these games mm -hmm. and they're like 250 a pop they're they're really cheap games you can yeah. get them easily and and it's only on pc so if console now here's the thing if you're a console player and you saw this and you're like oh what can i trust me you'll be able to run fallouts on a macbook you'll be able to run fallout on your toaster like it's fine like if you have a computer you'll be able to run the very first fallout trust me if your computer's from 1996 first of all what are you doing and second of all i don't know what to tell you um but it's just kind of like what are you doing bethesda i don't know i'm not looking for like a full-on apology but i am looking for pete hines to finally tweet out on yeah and just say like Listen, guys, we're, we're really working hard here. We're trying to uh, give you a good product. But even if they said that, that mm -hmm. would be a lie because yeah. they're not sorry. They're not working hard and they're not trying to put out good products. They're trying to rip everyone off, give yeah. them cheap products. They honestly are acting like the, all of their fans mm -hmm. are and customers are idiots that's yeah. the way they're acting they're acting like oh they won't notice that this canvas bag isn't canvas they don't know what canvas is they won't realize that this bottle is plastic yeah. they won't try and drink the rum so i'm looking through my past notes and so far we have fallout 76 is selling overpriced christmas cosmetics fallout 76 is no longer feeding the people uh with that whole yeah. thing uh, they've leaked consumers' information online. Mm -hmm. Whether it be 65 or 1,000, it doesn't matter. They leaked people's information yeah. online. Uh, Fallout 76 under potential lawsuits with deceptive business practices mm -hmm. and another lawsuit for bag gates. Uh, there was nothing on that week. But Todd Howard reveals creation engine for ES6, which turns out to be a lie. But that that's the thing. It's just like it's... If they went on the way, and this is the last thing before I get into number two, which is another bad news. Uh, but this is the last thing I'll say. If they went about in the way Sean Murray did with No Man's Sky, mm -hmm. No Man's Sky came out in a garbage state, and Sean Murray just left planet Earth. Like, mm -hmm. we couldn't find Sean Murray anywhere. And then all of a sudden, he came back and said, hey, we patched the game. Yeah. He just left the face of the planet and just focused on fixing the game. If that's what happened with Fallout 76, mm -hmm. if it came out in a garbage state and nobody heard anything, yeah, yeah, people would be a little bit angry, but at, at, at least we wouldn't be bothered. But it's just PR blunder after PR blunder after PR blunder mm -hmm. after mistake after mistake after mistake. And it's just like, you got to stop, Bethesda. Yeah. You got to stop. Pete Hines, where are you? We, he, 
He's going to play Batman somewhere. But that's the thing. It's just like they just can't stop talking like myself right now. But like they just can't stop doing things. Yeah. And I just want to say, Bethesda, stop. Just just stop. Stop selling merchandise. Stop trying to make this game good. Just focus on Rage 2. I know that's not Bethesda Game Studios. I understand. Pete Hines, just focus on that. Focus on Starfield. Just let this game just be the let game. Let it fizzle it out. Just let it fizzle out. You can put patches here and there, but just go in the way of Sean Murray. Disappear for a while. Come out with an amazing patch. Yeah. Just stay out of the spotlight for a little bit. Just that's it. Like, nobody wants to play your stupid game. It's because you keep selling really bad products. You keep mm -hmm. getting lawsuits. You keep ripping people off. Just stop. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> I still love you, though. I uh. mean, let's be real, Pete Hines and Todd Howard. I still love you. It's just, I'm, I'm just a little upset. Yeah. Just a little upset. So let's move on to number two before I... Before you keep going. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. I just can't even right now. All right. Number two gaming news. Oh, man. NBA 2K19. What happened? Well, I know what happened. You you started to fall off after 2K17. But NBA 2K19, I just got this game. I'm enjoying it. It's, yeah. a, it's pretty good. Um, not amazing. It's better than 18. Yeah. It's way better than 18. Um, 2K19 takes away the pink diamond LeBron James from fans on Christmas night. There's a whole lot to what this what happened. So very first thing, a code was leaked for the pink diamond with if if you don't know in my team, uh pink diamond is the super rare uh tier in, in the my team cards. Mm -hmm. And this is a pink diamond, a rare LeBron James card. Right. So the face of basketball. Mm -hmm. Right. So a code was leaked out to players um, for, and everybody just took it because they're like, whoa, this is a really good Christmas gift. That's awesome. I'm, I'm really digging this. But it turns out that code was a mistake and they changed the code so that you get a wah, wah, free agent LeBron James card. Mm -hmm. Which makes more sense. If you're going to give it out to the general public, mm -hmm. you're going to give a free agent LeBron James yeah. card. Which a free agent means that, like, he's on your my team for, like, three or five games. And then you have to, like, send yeah. him away. Um, but this is a pink diamond. So, like, this is, like, beyond stats. So yeah. it makes your team just, like, beyond good. Um, but it turns out that code is wrong. It was changed to a free agent card. Uh, and people were kind of upset by that, <laughs> but <laughs> things get worse on Christmas night, yeah. on Christmas night, someone from 2k games, 2k sports, whatever. I forget. Take two interactive on Christmas night. They took away the pink diamond LeBron James card. They went into the people's accounts who claimed the code for the pink diamond LeBron James and they took that from their accounts. What? Like, that was your mistake. You should have just let them keep the LeBron James card. But instead, you take it away on yeah. any other day. But you take it away on Christmas like night. Like, they couldn't let it go for one day. One day. Just like New Year's. What? Like, oh my goodness. And people, like, had already upgraded their players with... Uh, different shoes and contract levels and they are already upgraded their pink diamond lebron james and all that's gone wow. because they just on christmas night yeah. they went around and just took away everybody's pink diamond lebron james who claimed that code yeah and it's just like what are you doing like it's stuff like this where you're just like you made the mistake yeah. So why do people have to pay the price for it? Yeah. You know, um, th that's not as bad as what Bethesda is doing right now, but it's still just kind of like, bro, why? Yeah. I'm not a huge my team player. Like I'll fiddle around with it if I'm bored, like with all the other modes. And I'm like, oh, I'll try out my team. It's filled with microtransactions and the card packs and whatnot. But if I was a my team kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, man. That would have been such a bummer for me. I yeah. would have just tossed my game out the window. Yeah. But 
on Christmas night too. That's just yeah, such that's a bummer. Just terrible. All right, let's end this with the number three gaming news with some good news actually. Woohoo! But before we get started on our number three gaming news, I just have to put out there rumor alert. Rumor alert. Thanks for clarifying that. You're welcome. But I just have to put out there that this is just a rumor that uh, this was this was given to us by a developer, Marc-Andre Jutras. I probably said his name wrong. But he says possibly, he's thinking that this is very possible, that the PS5 and the Xbox Scarlet, or the next Xbox, whatever they're calling it, will be fully backwards compatible. Saying that, like, I have the quotes. Uh, give me one second. But... He, he went on to to give an interview and he started to talk about like how this could be happening. And then he had this to say, <coughs> saying the PlayStation, I think, will do it. I know. Was it the Xbox 360 where they had a backwards compatibility list with the original Xbox? They had to approve the game title by title. I think that was weird. And I hope it won't be like that. So pausing there, he's talking about like when... The Xbox 360 came out. Mm -hmm. Little by little, they yeah. start to like put in different titles, yeah. title by title. And the same thing with the Xbox One, title by title with the 360. Mm -hmm. um, he explained, uh, I prefer to have an emulator that will run all the games a console has. Maybe a small bugs and glitches instead of just saying, I have 50 games in my library and I can only play four of them because the others aren't approved yet. So what he's trying to say is that he thinks, and he goes on to say uh, that, uh, you know, why and uh, how mm -hmm. he's upset that Nintendo Switch isn't backwards compatible with the Wii U. One thing, the Nintendo Switch is, doesn't have a disk drive. So there's one thing. Um, yeah. But that's the thing. He's saying that, like, it's very much possible that this could be an emulator situation. And all of your Xbox One games... And I think he mentioned that everything that's backwards compatible on the Xbox One will be backwards compatible on the next Xbox. And vice versa with the PS5. The PS5 will be fully backwards compatible with the PS4. Hmm. Now, I was saying this to one of my students um, in the youth ministry that he, of course, in the youth ministry, oh, surprise, surprise, there's a kid who's just in love with Fortnite. Like, <laughs> surprise, surprise. And I told them this could be actually really good news. Because uh, talking about Fortnite, if his friends move up to a PlayStation 5, yeah, he doesn't have to get the PlayStation 5 right away to play with his friends still yeah. for Fortnite because they'll still be able to play with him. Now, I don't know exactly how it works. I might be just like talking out of the air right now. But if it he... It would make sense. Yeah. Like, so if his friends are playing Fortnite, he can still play Fortnite with them yeah. on the PlayStation 5. He just can't play the new PlayStation 5 games. Yeah. So, like, the second God of War. Yeah. You know? Uh, he can... Like, you can play the first God of War, which is awesome, you know? Because every time a new game comes out on a new generation, and you don't have the previous generation to play the older games, mm -hmm. it's just kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, I'm, I'm just going to... Again, since we're on the topic of movies today, uh, like, with a DVD player, mm -hmm. you know, oh, I didn't see the other movies. Good news, if you have a 4K Ultra HD, that's okay because you can still play DVDs in it. And yep. you can watch all the other movies on it. Yep. You know, so it's really good. I think this is really good for the consumer. Because talking about that, and this is actually good for Fallout 76, I'll just say. Because if you can still play Fallout 76 onto the next generation of consoles, mm -hmm. and if the servers are still providing that, right... That's still room to grow, Fallout 76. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it will, and I don't know like how that would work, but if if that's true, like I said, I'm just nervous that Fallout 76 doesn't have enough time to grow before the next generation comes around in 2020. Yeah. You know, uh, what do you think about all of this? I don't really have an opinion. I mean, I think it's a good idea. I think it would be... I think mm -hmm. it's beneficial for everyone. It is. It's not really something that you can really have an opinion on. I don't really see anyone being against this. Yeah. And again, this is just a rumor. We don't know anything about this. 
but this is also oh i also wrote this down in my notes and i totally forgot about this this is actually really really good for game pass subscribers yeah that's true so if if that's all to be said if you're a game pass subscriber and you get the next xbox right Mm -hmm. if that's your first xbox and you go on game pass boom you have all these games to play yep like that 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 would be amazing um, or even games of a, as a service, right? So if I'm still playing Rainbow Six Siege, yeah, and that's going on, I don't know if it's going to work like that. I don't know if games of a service can go about it that way, but that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would love to just stick around. I'm probably not going to get the, the next Xbox or the next PlayStation um, when they come out. Yeah, we usually wait a while. Yeah, so it'd be nice if I can still. Like, play with my friends if they get it, you know? So, I don't know if that's what he's saying, but that's really cool. Yeah. Rumor alert. Yeah, it's not, like, confirmed. It's not confirmed. Don't get excited. But really, really exciting news, potentially. Good good potential news. Good potential news. I think this is a good time to come into our big topic of the week, which is all about... Movie and video games. I'm so close. Video game movies. Video game movies. Yay. Yay. So we're talking about video game movies. Why don't they work? How could they work? Much like our Christian game episodes. How they could work and how they don't work. Woohoo. Not controversy at all. But we're talking about video game movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we started this new segment of Movie Minutes, we just started like, well, what's a good transition to that? Video game movies, right? Yeah. And how they can and can't work. So our favorite recent video game movie is most likely Tomb Raider with yeah. Alicia Vikander. Um, a lot of people didn't like that movie. I don't know why. We did. Yeah. Well, I, I know why. Like, it, it, was, it wasn't the best film. But it was definitely one of those films that it's just like, it's really good to watch. Yeah. We we own it on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's your overall thoughts on it? Oh, geez, we saw it so long ago. Yeah. I, um, I really enjoy it. Like, even though I never played Tomb Raider, I remember watching you play it. And I recognized a lot of the scenes. Like, they kept pretty close to the um, video game. I mean, there are some things that they went on their own. But I think that's why it worked, because they... S- made it more of a movie yeah rather than just like what we're going to be talking about why they don't work they they made it into more of a movie in their own universe yeah now if i could take away any scene from the 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 tomb raider movie is the bicycle scene they're really pointless it went on too long if they had made it shorter it would have been fine and no one would have cared yeah i definitely recommend going out to see uh tomb raider the movie I don't think it was as bad as people. You don't go out and see it anymore. It's Well, go out to your local Target and buy it. And you then... use it. Go out and see it. I'm like, oh, that was a while ago. Well, go out, go out to your local Target. There you purchase go. Purchase it. And then put it in your DVD player. Or rent it. Or rent it. Or be a scumbag and pirate it. But um, We are not promoting pirating. That's why I call them scumbags. So, <laughs> I offended somebody. I don't care. But, so, but that's the thing, though. I think... Tomb Raider was the closest we got to a really good mm-hmm. video game movie. The, and I and I also saw the Assassin's Creed movie. I don't care. That was bad. It was an awful movie. You haven't seen it yet because no. I, I'm protecting you as my wife. I wanted to see it and I never got to. And Maybe. now he won't let me. We'll watch it. Why? Maybe. Maybe we'll watch it today. We can rent it. But, but that's the thing. Um... I think the problem with video game movies is that they try to be more of an interactive experience, but it's not like mm-hmm. it's you're you're basically just sitting there and it's different from a video game where I, I usually watch sports and when I'm watching sports, I want to be playing like yeah. I want to be interacting. I don't necessarily enjoy sitting down and just watching something. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that like. You know, like I can't. I love sports, and I'm, I'm so excited for the Eagles to be in the playoffs. But like, I I always think it's like, well, I want to be interacting with something. Yeah. 
And that's what a video game movie kind of feels like at times. You know, it's like I, I could be watching the movie version, but I could be also playing yeah. what I want to be playing, you know? Yeah. Um, and they don't just tell a story, you know? Yeah. Like that that's the thing. Is that like the the really good thing about the the Tomb Raider movie is that like it tells its own story in yeah. in its own universe, mm-hmm. right? Well, no, no, I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. It's not in its own universe. No. Because it's in the universe of the very first um Tomb Raider 2013 Tomb Raider, the yeah. the first reboot. A lot of it is from from that. And I think they're still making the second Tomb Raider movie. I'm pretty I don't, sure. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if that went about it or not. They better. Yeah. But, and, and that's the thing. It's just like, they just focus on telling a story mm-hmm. within it, right? With some little cringe moments here and there. Yeah, like the bicycle scene, that was kind of stupid. But I think video game movies can work if they don't focus on trying to give you an interactive experience. Yeah, if they forget, if they... Just look at the plot mm-hmm. of the background story or whatever the story is in the video game. If they just look at that as if they would a regular yeah. um, idea for a movie, mm-hmm. that would be fine. But the problem is they try and hit you like a gamer and be like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. This was in the game. Look, we put it into the movie. Oh, exactly. Like they try marketing it to the gamer too much mm-hmm. instead of marketing it like a regular movie. Yeah. Like like based off of a book. Yeah, like someone came to them and said, hey, I have this idea for a movie. We should make it. Not, hey, here's a video game. Let's make it into a movie. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that, putting in my notes. Like, like movies based off of books. Yeah. They're not the best, but they're marketed as movies. Yeah, they're marketed as movies. They will say based off the best-selling novel. Yeah, based off the selling best-selling novel. But or, based off of. Exactly. Not exact representation of the of the book on screen because that's never how it is. The book is always better. Oh yeah. For and sure. that's fine. The video game can always be better than the movie. Just like books are better than the movies. Exactly. Yeah. But the movie has to be good mm-hmm. because then you're reaching the general public just like when you're watching a movie based off a book, a lot of people go be like, "Oh my gosh, I want to go read the book because exactly. I want to know what I missed." Yeah. So when you see the video game on screen, you should be making the general public who weren't huge gamers before mm-hmm. or weren't gamers before want to go out and buy the game. Exactly. That is your goal in making that movie. You want to make it a really good story that's mm-hmm. a really good movie so they go, I want to go play the game. Like, and, yeah. I want to do that. And it has to be a very narrative-driven game. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't... <sighs> There's a lot of reasons why the Gears of War movie didn't work. Mm-hmm. Now... Terry Crews, they they wanted Terry Crews to play uh, Coltrane. That would have been <laughs> amazing. That would. But that would have been the only good part. Terry Crews as Coltrane, like, whoa! Yeah. But it's Coltrane. But that's the thing, though. Like, I still remember when they canceled the Gears of War movie, and I was like researching, like, why? Why'd you do that? And there's there's a couple of different reasons, but the main reason why the budget was cut is because the movie doesn't have a love interest. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, really? Like, why? And, and that's I, the only way girls are going to go see it with their boyfriends. Yeah. Now, see, I was telling Liz this when we were watching The Greatest Showman. It's like, I'm pretty sure they just put Hugh Jackman in here because the girl's like, oh, babe, Wolverine's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that's what you said I, to I me. I did say that. And I'm like, hey, at least you get to watch Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I, at least you get to see Wolverine prance around like a little I could Wolverine. do the same thing about Lame Is, too. <laughs> Yeah, like, hey, Wolverine's in this one, too. <laughs> Isn't that neat? But but that's the thing. It's just like they, they need to focus on giving the the games that have really phenomenal. Yeah. Like, imagine Oxenfree as a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be super That'd good. Be a good horror movie. It would be. You know, like, imagine. Now, now that's the other thing. Just telling their own story. And they also have make it your own universe. Yeah. The universe of Oxenfree can be utilized so well. Mm-hmm. And the movie can just be based on Oxenfree. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the exact movie, the, the, the exact, exact storyline, word for word, or same character. It could just be loosely based. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. You can say loosely based on the video game. Exactly. You know? Like, if you were to take, like, Oxenfree in that in that island scenario, or if you took another victim, I'm not going to spoil Oxenfree if you haven't played it yet. Which you should by now. You should. Like, I man, how many times have I beaten Too Oxenfree? Many. 
way too many times. At least 20 <laughs> without, like, exaggerating. Without exaggerating. Without from, exaggerating. At least 20. At least 20 times. Um, but that's the thing. Like, with Oxenfree, you could have your own characters and your own, like, island with the yeah. same with the same um, antagonist. Yeah. We'll say. Um, and I think that would be a phenomenal yeah. horror movie or a, a phenomenal thriller, mm-hmm. you know? And it should be just make your own story in the same universe of yeah. the game. Now, that's the problem I had with Tomb Raider is that it was in the same. It was pretty much the same story as the first reboot game, mm-hmm. but they took their own spin on it most times. Yeah. There were no bicycles in the first one. Yeah, they I mean, they had I mean, and in a movie compared to a video game, you do have to make those fillers of some of the little background. Like, what does she do before she was the tune? Like, exactly. you know, like, why is she able to do this stuff? And it did tell they did kind of try and explain like, hey, yeah. the reason she can go all do this stuff and not die Mm-hmm. Is because she trains and, you know. Exactly. Like, she she was training and she was training as a delivery person on a bicycle. But she did things in her everyday life that made her already a strong person, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, so, yeah. And Alicia Vikander wasn't the Lara Croft of the 2013. Alicia Vikander was her own Lara Croft. Yeah. You know. Uh, and I think that's what made it really cool. Because it, it was off-putting to me at first. But she she portrayed her own character mm-hmm. of Lara instead of just trying to be the Lara or Lara Lara. I'm gonna say Lara. I think it's Lara. Lara, Lara. But uh, if she just tried to be the same Lara Croft in the 2013, I don't think it would have been natural. But Alicia just did her own thing. Yeah, and that's what made it a good film. You know. Mm-hmm. And it just told the story with the same universe. It was made with pretty high effort, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I think that the whole movie was with a good intent to just make a movie mm-hmm. rather than they just, just wanted to make a good movie rather than just trying to put your dollar bills in a movie. And hopefully that the fans yeah. will go and go out and see it. Yeah. The, and I think that's where the line is draw. Are you doing it just because you're going to you know, you're going to make money off the fans or are you doing because you want to make a good movie? Exactly. And I think that's where that line is drawn between a good video game movie and a bad video game movie. Mm-hmm. You know, are you doing it for the money to get money from the fans who you know are going to go watch it, whether they get bad reviews or not? Yeah. Or are you doing it because you want to make a good movie mm-hmm. because you think it's a good plot for a movie? Exactly. And that, that brings it like to the last point. Just make a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, just make a good movie. Rather than, and I wrote this down, rather than making a member berries montage. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that now Tomb Raider is very much guilty of this. It's like, oh, she has the pickaxe from the game. Oh, look, it's the same villain from the game. But they put it in well. They did. They just placed it very, very well. Um, And that's the thing. You can do it while being subtle. Yeah. Just don't, like, shove it in my face. Like, hey, remember this? Exactly. Like, um, Assassin's Creed, I think, did it poorly with the whole animus thing they have their own animus i understand that but it's like hey guys it's an animus hey guys it's the hidden blade hey guys yeah it's it's the leap of faith hey guys and it's just like it becomes a member berries montage like remember when you could do this in the game remember this part remember that yeah instead of just just make a movie Mm -hmm. take the characters and i think the the early resident evil movies did this well Mm -hmm. take the characters take the universe not even just take the tar- characters, make your own characters in the universe of it and just like make it based on the game. Yeah. Much like what we talked about with Oxenfree, um, the same Edwards Island, right, with the same antagonist, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be uh, Alex. It, it doesn't have to be Jonas. It doesn't have to be those characters. Yeah. It could be new characters going to Edwards Island and discovering all this and just say based, based off the game of Oxenfree. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see that going really bad but i could also see it going really well you know Mm -hmm. but as long as like the director focuses on making a movie rather than just saying like you remember when this this part happened in your video game wasn't that crazy Uh, yeah it was crazy when i played and i can still play i don't need you to tell me about it yeah you know uh but i think a good video game movie just needs to be a movie yeah much like um if it was based off of a book you know Mm -hmm. Like I just thought of while you're talking. Yeah. Um, 
they do loosely things from books to movies because I was thinking of, I remember in Hunger Games. Yeah. Now, if you haven't seen Hunger Games or read Hunger Games yet, I don't care. Those are going to be spoilers because you should. Spoiler alert. You should have seen that by now. Ding, ding, ding. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so in the book, the way she gets the Mockingjay pin is entirely different from the movie. Yeah. Like, she gets that Mockingjay pin, like, way early in the book and Mm. not from her sister. Yeah. Um... So it's just little things like that. I can't remember all the stuff because I know mm-hmm. there's a lot. But little things like that that were in the books and not in the movie, they gave Katniss different things, yeah. different ways, and different things happened in different ways. But it was still the same basic plot, same characters. It was still the mm-hmm. same idea. They just adjusted a couple things. Yeah, and, and that kind of reminds me of how they handled Ready Player One because the book was so much better. <laughs> and uh, me and Absolute Prodigy, uh, we, we, we both read the book, and then we went to go see it with our, with our other friend, John. And uh, me and Absolute Prodigy, go check him out <laughs> on Twitch, uh, me and him, we, we were just talking about how, like, the, the book, like, it, the movie didn't get this book right, like, it didn't get that part of the book right, and it didn't handle the plot t- twist right. Mm-hmm. Whereas our other friend, John, did not read the book. Yeah. And he really liked it. Yeah. Like, and I think. I do think sometimes that reading the book before the movie can ruin the movie. It does ruin it. Like, like whenever I saw the Harry Potter movies, now Mm -hmm. you and your family never read the books. They just went to go. No, my family read the books. My mom and my sister got the books at midnight releases. But you didn't. I didn't. I was too young and had a learning disability. Yeah. And (laughs) you kept saying, like, I love Harry Potter. I'm like, like, I was like, yeah, the books are better. And you just kept mentioning that, like, oh, I didn't read them. Like, once you read the Harry Potter books and then you go watch, especially. Prisoner of Azkaban. If you read that book and then go watch the movie, it's so disappointing. See, I did that so much after I read the books. Mm-hmm. I annoyed my little sister. She's like, Elizabeth, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Because I kept saying, that's not how it happened in the book. In the book, that there this happened. And she's like, Elizabeth, shut up. Because mm-hmm. I was like, it's not there. But I do remember one time. I mean, I did that a couple times, actually. Yeah. But I do remember the one time. I finished the book as we were in the parking lot to go see the movie. Yeah. I think that was for the Time Traveler's Wife. Oh, uh, okay. Or the last song. I don't know. I think it was the last song. Yeah. I don't remember now. But I definitely think just like a really, really good video game movie would just be taking that universe, taking the basic idea and just running with that. Mm-hmm. Like a good Halo movie would be in the same like universe of Halo, like in the same... Oh no! Oh, what's the space command? United, U- oh man, UMCS or SC? Oh man, I don't, this is so embarrassing. I have no idea. So embarrassing, but like the <laughs> what was that? Oh, so embarrassing. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. If you take the same and you, and you take a, a marine or a different Spartan or a marine that becomes a Spartan, well, no, they can't because then they're genetically altered or genetically awesome. But that's the thing. Like, just take the same premise and maybe like have Master Chief have a tiny little cameo in there. Yeah. But I think a really good video game movie would be a lot like the Resident Evil movies and just take the ideas, the early ones, the the first one, not the not the later ones, but just taking that idea and just running with it, mm-hmm. you know? Um I don't think it needs to be a Member Berry's montage because we already have that. We already have the games, you know? Yeah. Give us a new story. Right. That that's set in the way and it does storytelling in the way of a movie, because the way you tell a story in a video game and the way you tell a story in a movie are vastly different. Mm-hmm. The, the video game has branching stories where the movie just has like act one, two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, and just give us just that really brand new story that can only be told as a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I think that I think video game movies can work. But it has to be a movie based on the video game, not a yeah. video game movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be done. It has been done before. You know, yeah. Tomb Raider was a pretty good example. Not an excellent example, but a pretty yeah. good example. Um, but they can't be like this cheesy knockoff just trying to make a good buck from it. Yeah, just, I agree. Yeah. Make a, make a movie, not a memory montage. Exactly. Memory montage. Welcome to Games and Groceries. Well, now we're leaving Games and Groceries. Well, not not like officially, because this episode's almost over. Yeah. 
But I think that concludes it. Yeah. You know, we love movies. We're going to be talking about them every single week now. Yeah. And with, uh, and finally talking about the movie minutes, we're just going to be recommending movies that you can go out and watch because I think as gamers, we're always watching the comic book movies and we're always watching video game movies like that Sanic movie coming out next November. That creepy poster. That creepy poster. But we, we just want to talk about movies that are kind of under our radar and maybe like get a good recommendation here and there. Yeah. Here's a recommendation. Spider-Verse. Go yeah. see Spider-Verse. It was amazing. Yee. Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> so, that concludes this week's episode of Games and Groceries. Did I scare you guys? No, I didn't. There was no worse. That was than... not that scary. I think I scared Floki. Mm, nope, he's still sleeping. Rats bananas. So, that concludes this week's episode. We'd like to remind you again to follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. Follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. And if you're listening to us on, on iOS, Spotify, iHeartRadio, please give us your honest feedback and some star ratings so that we get the attention of the front pages and as well as getting the attention of Anchor. Hashtag Road to Feature. Be sure to check out uh, Absolute Prodigy. He's now an affiliate, so you can subscribe to him. He's going to play the entire Kingdom Hearts uh, series, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go check him out on Twitch. It's amazing stuff. And we'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Have a happy new year. Be safe out there. Uh, don't get run over. Have a good week. Bye. <laughs>